Welcome to Alive to Give Life, the online teaching ministry of Pastor Pascal Ngwe. Pastor Pascal is the senior pastor of Alive City Church. He is a seasoned and anointed teacher of the Word of God. As you listen to this message, get ready for a complete turnaround in every area of your life. Now, let's join the message already in progress. Please give me Second Chronicles 26. We're going to start from verse 1. This is not what I'm going to train on. But this is just something that I want to read for you. It's going to bless you. Mm, it's the bonus. People that are listening to me on audio, Wandile and Clive and all of them, I'm eating while I'm talking for now. So bear with me. Second Chronicles 26. Are you on the... On what I... Okay. Hmm? Sorry? Mm, we, we will be on it. But that verse is not loaded there. It's just a verse I'm giving as a bonus. Second Chronicles chapter 26. From verse 1. The Bible says, Then all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and made him king in place of his father, Amaziah. So this is a young boy of 16 years who becomes king over an entire nation. <laughs> we are not talking at the age of 16, he became the school what? RCA, is it RCA? RCA. RCM. RCL. We're not saying that he became RCL president. We're talking about an entire kingdom called the kingdom of Judah. And the Bible says the people of Judah. Do you understand? The people took Uzziah. He, who was 16 years, only 16 years, and made him king in place of his father, Amaziah. So you don't need to be old to be enthroned. <laughs> a king is a ruler. A king is an influencer. You don't need to be old to king. Are you here, guys? All right, verse 2 says, he was the one who rebuilt. Now begin, I want you to now begin to go through his achievements. A 16-year-old child. Let's look at his achievements. He was the one who rebuilt Elat and restored it to Judah after Amaziah rested with his father. So wherever his father stopped, the things that his father died without doing, because if he restored Elad, it means Elad was taken by another nation. So through the engagement of Uzziah, Elad was restored back to the kingdom of Judah. This is the type of guys that things don't die with his father. As a matter of fact, things like it's that things started all, new, all over again. Let's look at the next achievement, verse 3. Uzziah was 16 years old when he became king. They're reminding us that 
He was 16 years old when he became king. And he reigned in Jerusalem 52 years. His mother's name was Jekola. She was from Jerusalem. So this is a young man who he started his ministry very early. And he was in ministry for a long time. 52 years. He didn't crash. You shall not crash. Amen. Verse 4 says, He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. Just as his father Amaziah had done. You will, another is that he followed in the footsteps of his father. He didn't disgrace his father. Anything good that his father did after his father was not there anymore, the thing continued. The Bible says he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. Not in the eyes of men, in the eyes of the Lord. You and I can do a lot of things that look right in the eyes of man. But is it right in the eyes of the Lord? Uzziah was interested in pleasing God. And how did he learn that? He learned that from his father. The importance of having a father. The importance of having a person you can call my father. Uzziah learned the fear of the Lord from his father. Let's look at verse 5. He sought God during the days of Zechariah. Zechariah was the prophet. So there was a prophet in town. Now, remember he was 16. His father died. He didn't allow the fact that he was a king to get into his head. He started seeking God during the days of Zechariah who instructed him in the fear of the Lord. Zechariah being the prophet, an older man, he sought help from Zechariah even though he was the king. And Zechariah instructed him in the fear of the Lord. And look at the, the line I love the most. As long as he sought the Lord, God gave him success. Ooh. You know, you guys must get familiar with 2 Chronicles 26. It's a beautiful chapter. As long as he sought the Lord, the Lord gave him success. He said that he sought the Lord during the days of Zechariah. And as long, do you see how success, what is success, success? You seek God. You seek the ways of God. Success comes naturally your way. Naturally, you become successful. And then we're going to go to his success now. Let's go to verse 6. He went to war against the Philistine and broke down the walls of Gat. Gat is the Philistine country. Jabne and Ashdod. He then rebuilt towns near Ashdod and elsewhere among the Philistines. So the guy, God empowered him to the degree where he will enter the enemy's camp, overthrow them, take over the city and rebuild it for, for God. This guy didn't, 
all the other kings that will be here, the Philistines will come to attack them. Do you understand? These young men will go to attack the Philistines. Oh, yes. He said he went to war against the Philistines. He was not sitting, waiting for problems. That is the type of anointing that is on Uzziah. And I'm trusting God that that type of anointing is coming on us. Verse 7. God helped him against the Philistines and against the Harabs who lived in Gerbal and against the mutinies. You see, God was helping him. He sought the Lord. And as long as he sought God, God gave him success. God helped him against this type. You see, Philistines is a problem. It's a type of a problem. Uh, Harabs is another type of a problem. And the, the Moonites, it's another, these are different types of problems. Different shapes of problems. We don't respond to the same type of treatment. The Philistines are not the Harabs, and the Harabs are not the Moonites. But each type, he got help from God. May you receive divine help. Verse 8. The Ammonites brought, brought tributes to Uzziah, and his fame spread as far as the border of Egypt because he had become very powerful. It's rare to read the Bible and to find a long reading like this on one person and they're just telling you fantastic things about the person. Usually after three chapters, it's already a mess. But the man is just, just like maybe like David, you know, like it goes for a long time. It's just nice. The man had become very powerful. Fearing God is a good thing. Loving God is a good thing. Seeking God is a fantastic thing as a leader. You know, many of you are starting leadership at an early age. But this is a young, I think, how, how old are you? You are turning 18. So listen, stand up. Uzziah was two years younger than him when he became king over Israel. Two years younger. And I'm not saying that Uzziah was king, what is that thing? RCRL. King of an entire, you can't comprehend it all. And I'm not saying here that he was making it because his father was Amaziah. No. They're telling you how he was going. Seeking the Lord, getting instruction from Zachariah, seeking God, getting help from God. That is what was getting Uzziah going. I said, I don't know where we are getting this thing that you just, you see, you need to know where the, the services I lift up my eyes today. Where does my help come from? Where does my help come from? Where is your help coming from? Who is helping you? Who is helping you to do the ministry? You see, the reason why fear is still a lot in our life is because our help is coming from men. I tell you, the moment there is a statement that he who kneels before God will stand before any man. The moment you break through the fear of man, you start serving God powerfully. But as long as you are fearing people, it's because, you see, you are not getting help from God, really. You are getting help from your disciples. So you fear that if they don't help you, you will fail. But when you are getting your help from God, with or without them, you're going to make it. Amen. You're going to make it. He became very powerful. Verse 9. Now look at the achievement. Uziah built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate, at the valley gate, 
and at the angle of the wall, and he fortified them. He built a king that builds. He built. A king doesn't borrow. A king builds. Can I help you understand? And when I'm talking about building, when I talk about ministry here, listen to me. These things where people, you get given people. Have you noticed that the people that get given to you, most of the time they don't stay with you? They don't stay with you. Because they were given to you. It's like things that were borrowed to you. The people that stay with you are people you have built yourself. These are people. So a cell that gets given to you will finish. A church that gets given to you will finish. Anything that you get given, it will never stay. You have to build it. You have to build yourself from scratch. This is the man, they say, this, he built towers, not a tower, towers. He built. He built it. So you need to learn to build a person from scratch to top. You build a person, you build yourself. It's not a small thing. You think it's just about calling people, gathering people on a Wednesday. That is rubbish. I'm sorry to say, but it's pure rubbish. Anyone can do that without having a cell. Every, there are some people, they have parties in their home every week. They call people to come and have fun. When you talk about building a cell, it's that you are not having the mind of a builder. You are not strategic about every move you are making because you want to build something. A cell is not given, it is built. It, a church is not given, it is built. A choir is not given, it is built. A worship team is not given, it is built. Anything you want, you must build it. You must build it. Then after you build it, you must fortify it. Meaning you make it strong so it doesn't fall. Yes, you maybe have built a few people, but have you fortified them? Have you fortified them? Are they, in the next wind, can, we, can it blow them? Are they fortified? We're talking consolidation. Established. This is a young man of 16 years. Look at the things he's busy with. So he's not scared to go for evangelism. He's entering the Philistines. God is helping him. And the Bible says that as long as we go, God is going to go with us and confirm his word with signs and wonders. So God, he's not waiting for people to come to him. He's going. He's going. He's affronting. He's attacking. A person that is going to do well will never sit. Leaders that like to sit, they are waiting for a location. Do you know, that's why you easily lose the allocations that are given to you. Because you are not working for them. You are just sitting in your house and the cell phone rings and then you are, these are the people you have to take. You don't even know how to go to church. You don't know nothing about those people. That's why it's so easy for you to neglect them. But the people that you have fasted for, the people that you've gone out for yourself, you took your disciples and went on evangelism and you brought them and you went in their house on Sunday morning and you brought them to church. <laughs> you cannot easily let them go. Never, 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 never. It's not easy to let those ones go. But these people that get dashed to you, that's why this dash and dash business must stop. It must stop. And I'm talking especially for you guys. It need to, you need to start going out yourself. 
You need to start. We need to learn this year how to win souls ourselves, how to enter the camp of the Philistines and take something there and move it this side and rename it. Go back to that verse where he, was, he went against the Philistine. I want to show you something there. God helped him against the Philistine. No, uh, the verse before that. Verse 6. He went to war against the Philistine and broke down the walls of Gath, Japne, and Ashod. He then rebuilt towers near Ashod and elsewhere. So, you see, he went there, took over, and rebuilt. So it's like you enter a place, you get people out, and you rebuild them. That is what you do. To be born again means that you've been rebuilt. You were built in a certain way, now you are rebuilt. It's rebirth. This is a, this is a, this is a very cool guy, I tell you. Yeah. Let's go back to verse 9. Are you getting something? He fortified them, verse 10. He also built towers in the desert <laughs> and dug many systems because he had much livestock in the foothills and in the plain. He had people working in his field and vineyards and in hills and in fertile lands for he loved the soil. A true farmer, a true shepherd, Look at what is going on with these young men. They start telling you he was 16 years. Now look at what he had. He built in the towers in the desert. He had people working his fields. And vineyards. He loved the soil. You see, a true farmer understands the soil. Why? Every life. You see, the Bible says that the, sow, the, seed, the, 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 the farmer sows the seed. And the seed is the word of God. If you are really into ministry, you will love the soil. Because you will understand that everything you are doing, you are sowing seeds. And a person who loves the soil is a person who loves the hearts of men. You love, like you understand the heart and you understand the importance of sowing seeds. He loved the soil. Verse 11. Uzziah had a well-trained army. Look, I don't think there are many people the Bible talks like this for such a long time and everything is nice. Uzziah had a well, not just a trained army, well-trained army. Can people be trained by chance? Are people trained by mistake? So you see strategy involved, principles are involved, a lot of effort is involved. A lot of sacrifice is involved to train. He had a well-trained army ready to go out by divisions according to their numbers as mastered uh, by Jehel, the secretary, and Mishaiah, the officer under the direction of Hananiah, one of the royal officials. So you see there is order and protocol. And these people are ready that the moment Hananiah one of the royal officials gives the order. The next one moves the order. They are ready to go. They are ready to go. Please don't be surprised. Be inspired. Don't just be wowed. Capture the principles. I'm not showing you this to impress you. 
I'm showing you this to inspire you. That let's be inspired by this young man of 16 years old whose life was totally transformed by the decisions he made. Verse 12. The total number of family leaders over the fighting army was 2,600. This is not the number of people. This is the number of families. Do you understand? The total number of family leaders. Oh yeah, the leaders. 2,600. Verse 13. Under their command was an army of 307,500 men trained for war. A powerful force to support the king against his enemies. Arrest my case. Yeah. Do you remember how we started? Are you seeing how the thing is going? How the thing is going? So he had 2,600 uh, 2, family leaders, and under their command was 307,500 men. 2,000 men were commanding 300,000 men. And the 2,500 men were commanded by three men. And the three men were commanded by the king. Order, direction. Everybody doing their part at their level. All under the control of a 16-year-old, but obviously he, had already, he, was, he was not 16 every year. But I just want to remind you that he started young. You can start small, but if you learn the principle seeking God, having instructions from a leader, following your father's footsteps, doing all these things, training people. You see, he was training. He was not just talking rubbish. He was training, spending time. You cannot train if you don't know how to do it. And there is a part we are going to that I love the most. That's actually what inspired me to, to make you read this. Verse 14. Uzziah provided shields, spears, helmets, coats of armor, bows, and sling stones for the entire army. What was Uzziah do? Uzziah was giving the army the tools they need to do the work. You are claiming to have people. You've never given them a book. If it, see, some of you, my wife was interrogating some of your guys yesterday. You'll be shocked. I'm telling you, if you just go and ask questions to your guys, are you reading the book of Acts? Go ask them. After he just asked them, you'll be shocked. Have you read the book? Have you read the book? Uh, uh, losing, sacrificing, you'll be shocked. There is not one of them that will ask that question that answered positively. Not one. Not one. And you are sitting there claiming that you are having people. You are claiming, and so when we say, we are reading the book of us, they are all screaming, yay! And we are also screaming, yay! Unknown to you, nothing is happening. Nothing. I mean, the few I ask, Pastor, to be honest, I haven't read it. Uh, Pastor, to be honest, I started reading it. Those are the answers. You will never hear that they've gone beyond chapter one. And even some of you listening to me right now, you haven't read nothing. But we are feeling the spirit. Yes. Explosive growth. Our people are just around moving like small monkeys. Nothing. He provided, he, pro, not he, he was the one. Look, if I provide tools for you, don't you think that if I look you by the street, I will, I will check if the tools are on you. If I provide 
a shield for you and a spear and a helmet and you are a soldier. Then I see you walking. Don't you think the first thing I will be looking for are the things that I have provided for you? Are they on you? Are they on you? Where is the shield? Where is the spear? But you guys have been talking to those guys, they're talking about everything except asking them, are you reading the book? Have you read the book? This is why we are not growing. Let me help you. That's why we're, we see because we are not respecting the little things. I'm not respecting them. We seem to be so busy, but I ask myself, busy with what I don't know. I don't know what we are busy with. But the little people that have been given to you, they can't even read the book under proper supervision because they are not followed up. But we are so busy. We ourselves are not reading. So they are following us. Yeah, they are following. Look, as the leader, the sheep. As the shepherd, as the sheep, as the shepherd, the sheep. That's how it is. If the shepherd is not reading, it means the shepherd doesn't believe in reading. Therefore, his people will not read. And he, because he doesn't believe in reading, he will never ask them if they've read. Never ask them nothing. So when the order is given by the king, passed to Hananiah, to Jeziel, the army doesn't know what to do. 3,300, Yeah, they don't know what to do. There's a lot of people and trained. We read well-trained army. Well-trained army. Please understand that the things that were written were written for our instruction. The kingdom of God is an army. The people that are given to you, you are like a division. And your people need to be trained properly. So I do not understand where you are, where you are spending your time. I don't know where our time is going. It's according to me. I have to worry about this. I don't know. What, what do you guys worry about? I want to, what do you worry about? What, what is it that is worrying you so much that your people can escape and you don't even know they have escaped? I don't know. What is it? What is it that is so worrying you that you can't take the time at your area? I didn't tell you to check the whole church. I've just given you a specific division and that division is not growing. Like things are just not happening there and there is a leader there. What is it? Hmm? Verse 15. In Jerusalem, he made machines designed by skillful men used on the towers and on the corner defenses to shoot arrows and to hurl large stones. So this guy sitting in his house designed a strategy to win some souls or to shoot some serious missiles in the kingdom of darkness and free people. That's what we are talking about. That's how it relates to me. That I can sit in my house and design a plan that is going to give me a, an access into an area. His fame spread far and wide. Now, 
This is the key. For he was greatly helped until he became very powerful. Now, give me this verse in the King James because I want to show you that is where the beauty is lying. For he was marvelously helped. <laughs> marvelously helped. He was marvel, like it was a marvel. The type of help he was receiving. Skillful men here, trained men there, this and that. He's marvelously helped. Marvelously helped till he was strong. Ever since I came across this scripture, I've been asking God, Father, send me marvelous help. I want to be marvelously helped. Your ministry stops at the place where your help stops. No help, no, no progress. He was marvelously helped. He was helped. The Bible is clear. He was marvelously helped. Marvelously. Not marvelously opposed. Marvelously fought. Criticized. Some people are marvelously criticized though. <laughs> they are marvelously opposed. But Uzziah was marvelously helped. May you be marvelously helped this year. May you be marvelously supported this year. Like when you look around and you see all that you've been able to do. Not because you really, but the, the help that is all around you. The people God has brought to you and what you have done with those people, now they are helping you back. You know, one of, the th the, one of my greatest shockers is that the things I do with you, you guys don't do with nobody. <laughs> that has been my greatest marvel on this life. Like I'll sit like this, I'll teach you things, but you do not have anybody you sit like this to teach the same thing. That has been my greatest marvel. I will create groups and put you in certain groups, but you guys will never do it. You will see how I communicate. You will see how I take my time. You will see the things I do. You will just look at them and keep doing your own things. <laughs> I will train you in a group and I will train you individually. You guys will never train anybody. Marvelously helped. Marvelously helped. Can I tell you something? He, he, the Bible says that just as his father had done, just as his father had done, the first sign of disloyalty is an independent spirit. That is the first sign. An independent spirit. Your father is doing this. Ah, me, I like to do this. An independent spirit. You don't follow. When you see me do something, always remember that sometimes it has taken me months. 
I don't just wake up one morning and I start doing something. Sometimes it has taken me years to reach to that point. And the blessing of having a father is that you just tap into his wisdom and you continue. But some of you are more clever than your father sometimes. So your father is doing this. Hey, you're trying your own little thing there. What's on your corner? Your own thing. And you're not getting marvelously helped. I say to you, start meeting your people, start training, start doing what you see me do. There is a scripture about jo- jo- uh, Joshua, I mean Gideon. Let me see if I can find it. Judges 7.17. You all know the story of Gideon. Another person that had no future was the least of the least, nothing. But God used him to deliver an entire nation with 300 men. But look at the key. Watch me. He's talking now to the 300 men. Watch me, he told them. Follow what? When I get to the edge of the camp, what must happen? I can't hear you. Watch me. Follow my lead. When I reach to the edge of the camp, do exactly as I do. This is why this is why 300 men could defeat an entire army. And this is why a small boy could do wonders. Because there was order in the camp. The hearts were not divided. I do this, you do this. You know, these things happen. Even, even when I send you a picture, I say, this is the picture we're going to be using now. Then you take that picture, you, you add your own effect on it. You are not doing what I said you should. You are doing your own thing. I tell you, it's not the same spirit. And there's one of the girls that has, has stopped here. Doing the, we started together somewhere during the first, and she took the picture out, and she put her own things. So I started to say, look, what you are doing, you are, you are led by another spirit. You are coming for prayer, but you, your, your profile picture is already telling me that you are not one spirit with me. I sat her down. And she changed immediately. I don't, this year, I'm not taking nothing for granted. Nothing. The first sign of disloyalty is an independent spirit. Your father said, let's do this, you do this. And you, when you guys stand here to minister, I can sense whether my spirit is with you or not. I, because, you see, there's a way I do my things. There's a way I do my things. And when you come, I can sense are you following me? Really? Are you really doing what I do? Or you are doing your own thing? An independent spirit. That is the reason why people who could have won don't win. Because within the team, there are divisions. Within the teams, there are different spirits. Yeah. And you see, it starts here, then it goes to the level down. And I level down. 
And that is why marvelous help is not there. For us to have marvelous help, there must be unity. Unity. We are the same. We talk one language. I mean, you know, in the book of Genesis chapter 11, it says, if these people continue like this, nothing will be impossible for them. Nothing is impossible when people are speaking one language. It's impossible. Nothing. But when this one starts having his little idea here, that's why he's leaving idea there. Before you know it, things are no more working. And you'll be surprised that your cells are not working. It's not working. You know why it's not working? What is, the, is it in your father or in your mother that you are doing there? Have you followed any step? We're launching the cells next week. Or, I mean, uh, yeah, just now. Everybody is just going to go start doing their own things. And I'm saying to you, the people that God has given you that are like leaders, start sitting and training. Start having time. Prayer. You see, I pray with you guys all the time. You hear the type of prayer points I'm raising with you. Who are you raising those prayer points with? Who, like, who is it that in your life, you, after my meetings with you, you are sitting with them having the same type of meetings? This is the key to ministry. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 2. This is the key. A church that is going to grow. A ministry that is going to have success. This is the key. And the things that you have heard of me among many witnesses the same commit to order. Give it to me in the new, uh, um, NIV so it's easy. And the things you have heard me say, do you understand? The things you have heard me do what? Say. There are many things you hear me say all the time, isn't it? I'm asking you. Don't you hear me say a lot of things all the time? The things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, I mean in the congregation. In trust. Huh? To reliable men who will also, okay, take me back to the kingdom. This guy is missing something that I want. Or to the SCSB. SCSB. Okay, King James, they are all missing it. Because King James said, the things you have heard me say among many witnesses, the same. You see, that's what I'm looking for. The same. The same. The same commit to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. That is what makes the ministry strong. Is that you receive something from your leader, but you find faithful men, faithful men, loyal people. You don't commit these things to just about anybody. Loyal people, people that are committed to you, the same way you are committed to me, they are the ones. You commit the same thing. So the same spirit begins to flow in the church. That is what gets us to the results. For example, you hear how I talk about paying tithe here. 
that you are my witness, many of your guys don't pay tight. And you've never confronted the issue. Never. Never. You see how vocal I am about these matters. But you can see how silent you are about the same matters. You know what I say? say no. You know, my, my pastor is very hard. Me, I'm not like him, okay? Me, I'm soft. No, we're going we're gonna to play differently. I'm soft. I'm not like him. He is like this, I'm like this. You see how hard I am about things? Like the moment I appear, I want things to be in a certain way. You don't want to be like that. You want to be Mr. Nice Guy. But you will realize why I am the way I am when I leave you with a church for a few weeks. Then it will amaze you how things can degenerate to your greatest amazement. Then you realize that this man was hard for a reason. Without that hardness, if you tolerate excuses, you tolerate them to your grave. So I know some of you criticize my leadership style in your hearts. Ah, that's too hard. That is too this. That is too that. Wait until you start doing something for God. Then you realize that I'm not the way I am by chance. Show me any big church. I will show you a hard man behind that church. So if you like to be soft, I think there is a, the person who says that if you want everybody to like you, don't be a leader. Go and sell ice cream. Yeah, go sell ice cream. Everybody will like you. But if you want to be a leader, you cannot be a leader and please everybody. That will never happen. The things you have heard. So just, sometimes you just need to capture my heart. Even to capture my heart is a problem. Because not just the things I say, you can say them in a the wrong way. But if you have the, my heart, when you, you see, I say things here, people don't get offended, they come back. Why? Because of the cap, my heart is in a certain way. But if you capture my words and you don't capture my heart, you will offend your people. You will offend your people. Now, you cannot capture my heart if you don't believe in my leadership. Never capture my heart. But it will interest you to know that this church has been making progress. We are moving. So there are a few things that should show you that you can believe in this. Are you here? All right. That was the bonus. We hope you've enjoyed today's message. To experience our services live, join us every Sunday morning from 9 a.m. at a Life Street Church Sun City, located near Cornerstone Academy. Hope to see you soon. Remember, you're alive to give life.